0: we at harlem baptist church want to welcome you as you join in listening to the word preached with us we hope that you are both challenged and encouraged as we hear from the word of god we pray that through this recording you would know the truth of the gospel and that you would find life in christ if you don't have a church home you are always welcome to join us if you do we pray this would not be a substitute but instead a supplement to the preaching of your home church Information about Harlan Baptist, as well as other sermons and resources, can be found at our website, www.harlanbaptist.org. We know that this resurrection is our hope. It is what we celebrate this morning. It is through Him who has lived again that we can have life again as well. Will you join me in praying before we dig deeper into the Word again. Father, Lord, we come before You this morning and thanks. Lord, we are humbled, Lord, by Your gracious love. Lord, we are strengthened, Lord, by the exhibition, Lord, of Your power. Lord, for death, Lord, could not hold Christ back. Christ has accomplished, Lord, not just salvation, but victory over death. He has demonstrated His might, His power. Lord, Your glory put on display. Lord, that You, Lord, have defeated death. You have made a way for us to have life again. Lord, for that we are thankful for that. Lord, we praise You this morning. We come before you, Lord, as a people undeserving of this grace. We come before you as a people in awe, Lord, of your majesty and your might. God, I pray that this morning, Lord, in the circumstances that we find ourselves in, Lord, Lord, strange circumstances, unable to gather together in person, Lord, with so many uncertainties. Lord, may we be able to focus this morning on the one thing that is certain. Lord, may you use, Lord, our circumstances, Lord, to help us to focus on that which is the most true, the most important thing for us to focus on this morning, Lord, that you, Lord, have made a way of salvation, Lord, through the sacrifice of your Son, Lord, and his resurrection on this glorious Sunday morning. Lord, we have reason to hope, we have reason to be confident, Lord, and it is you. So Lord, this morning, may we see you clearly. Lord, may you make the message of salvation, Lord, Lord clear to our eyes, clear to our ears. Lord, may our hope, our confidence, our assurance be in you. Lord we thank you and we praise you. We pray all this in the name of our risen savior. Amen. I want to start this morning by reading from Luke 24 verses 5 through 6. And we read that the disciples they were frightened. They bowed their faces to the ground. The men said to them, why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee. You now, I think it's important for us to note on Easter morning that Easter morning, it starts in the dark. You see, Easter morning starts in death, it starts in fear. We left Friday reflecting on the seeming tragedy of Christ on the cross and then in the grave. But this morning we read from John's Gospel. We followed Mary and the others to the grave. They were sorrowful yet faithful. But what did they discover? What did we discover along with them? Not death, but life. Can you imagine what is going on through the minds of Christ's disciples. He's not dead. He's alive. We really cannot fathom it, can we? We didn't see Jesus flogged, beaten, and torn. We personally didn't see Him struggling to breathe as He bled out on the cross. We didn't see Him cry out and collapse held only by nails to the wooden beam. We didn't see His body being washed and wrapped quickly in a hurry as darkness approached. We didn't see Him being shut up in the tomb. You see, the disciples, they had seen this. His death was as real and as heavy as it ever could be upon them. It is that darkness that they were in at the beginning of easter morning that darkness as we think about that that darkness then gives perspective then how can we even begin to comprehend the joy and the wonder and the excitement that they then felt the darkness was lifted as they arrived at that grave as they're told by the angels that he is risen The darkness was lifted. Fear was banished. Jesus, He was not dead. He is alive. You see, Jesus' resurrection, it wasn't just a miracle. His resurrection was the beginning of something new. It was the beginning of all things being made new again. We read that in Corinthians that He is the first fruits of God's plan. You see, that morning, that Easter morning, it started in darkness, but it ended in the brightest light imaginable. As the Son of God shone forth in life and in power. This resurrection, it is powerful because it is life that came out of death. The the greatest darkness was followed by the greatest light. And we need to think about what that darkness was. You see, that darkness was the sin of men on full display as Christ took it on Himself. See, what man meant for evil, what we saw on Good Friday, those events, those dark events as men put Christ, put their Lord, their Creator on the cross, We see evil in its darkest form. Yet God took it on Himself. And what man meant for evil, God meant for good. This is the story of Easter, that God has brought life from death. God has made a way To keep His promises as we read on Friday in Psalm 94 that He will not forsake His people, but He will accomplish justice. He's made a way to keep His promises and to still display His love, display His glory. And He did it in the most miraculous and unpredictable way that we can imagine because He did it by making fools of men and the devil. He did it by defeating death itself. You see, this is foolishness to the world, but for us who believe, it is glorious, glorious truth. Paul wrote about this in 1 Corinthians. He says, For the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and the discerning of the discerning. I will destroy thwart? Where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God the world did not know God, through wisdom it pleased God through the folly of what we preach to save those who believe. of men, and the wisdom and might of God on full display. Praise the Lord. He is risen. Now I said on Friday as we dwelt on Christ's sacrifice, His death on the cross, we looked at Psalm 94. We saw the God of vengeance. We saw the God who does not forsake His people. And I said we would look at Psalm 94, the latter half today. So I want to I read from verse 16 of Psalm 94 through verse 23, and then I want us to see these truths. Some Psalm 94, starting in verse 16. Who rises up for me against the wicked? Who stands up for me against evildoers? If the Lord had not been my help, my soul would soon have lived in the land of silence. When I thought my foot slips, your steadfast love, O Lord, held me up. When the cares of my heart are many, your consolations cheer my soul. Can wicked rulers be allied with you? Those who frame injustice by statute. They band together against the life of the righteous and condemn the innocent to death. But the Lord has become my stronghold and my God, the rock of my refuge. He will bring back on them their iniquity and wipe them out for their wickedness. The Lord our God will wipe them out. You see, this psalm is probably not a typical psalm that we would talk of or read on Easter, but what I want us to see Is that when we look at Scripture, we can see the connection to Easter in every text. We can see the connection to the cross in every text. We left on Friday having read the first 15 verses, and we ended on the promise that God would not forsake His people. God did not forsake His people, for He provided a perfect sacrifice. See, that sacrifice, apart from the resurrection, does not give us hope. But see, what we understand in light of Easter, what Christ accomplished by His death on the cross and then His resurrection from the grave, is that God is both judge, and because Jesus is God in the flesh, the Son of God, He is the deliverer as well. God is the just and the justifier. This is why Easter morning is so important. You see, the wicked and the unjust, they appeared to have won from Friday to Sunday morning. We see those who banded together against the life of the righteous. We saw that they condemned the innocent one, the only innocent one, to death. But. Most important words in Scripture. But the Lord has become my stronghold. You see, the truth spoken of in Psalm 94 about who God is, who His character is, they're true of God on Easter morning. The Lord is our stronghold. He is our help in the land of silence. The resurrection, it is Christ's victory over death. His victory over wickedness. For the wisdom of the world is foolishness. The wickedness of the world is proven to be futile. For God has power over death. You see, we were all in the land of silence. Even this morning in the dark hours before the news of the resurrection, the disciples, they were in the land of silence in darkness. They did not have hope because they did not know yet that their Savior was alive. You see, we are all in the land of silence. It's just another way of describing death. And the same thing that's true in this psalm is true on Easter morning. If the Lord had not been our help, we would still be in that land of silence. You see, this is the good news of Easter. God has shown His steadfast love. God has proven that He is indeed the rock, our refuge. If you can see the connection to Easter in Psalm 94, and I hope you're seeing it this morning, you'll be able to see the connection to Easter anywhere in Scripture because we see this basic truth that is true of the whole story of redemption, the whole story from Genesis to Revelation. Mankind is sinful and hopeless. But God is holy and righteous. There's this dilemma that we are in the middle of, but there must be a solution. We see it again and again that man has embraced sin and rejected God, but needs to be delivered. We see that God is holy and righteous, that He will bring about justice, and that men stand condemned. So what is to happen? What is to happen is that God must make a way. And God has made a way for man to be righteous with Him through Christ His Son. That is, through the bloody sacrifice of Christ and His glorious resurrection from the dead. What do we see? We see God, man, Christ, and response. You see, God is holy and just. He must condemn. He must bring about justice, which means He must condemn sin. Man is sinful. Man is wicked. We are sinful. We are wicked. We are living in the land of silence, the land of death. But God has made a way for us to have life in Christ. God has been our help because of God's steadfast love, we can have life. But see, God calls for us to respond to this truth. We are called to trust in Him through repentance and faith. We are promised new life when we do. Today, we're given through the celebration of Christ's resurrection, a glorious encouragement for those who know Christ. And for those who are yet to believe, a picture of what is to come if they will believe. Victory over sin and death. Freedom from the silent death of living in sin. The resurrection that we celebrate today is our hope. It is all of our hopes. It is the only hope that we have. God, He has been our help. God has not forsaken His people. And God is making those who were dead alive. He can make you alive today as well. I want to read from Paul's letter to the Ephesians. We see the glorious truth of this salvation. The glorious truth of the salvation that we celebrate this morning. Starting in verse 4, God being rich in mercy because of the great love with which He loved us even when we were dead in our trespasses made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And raised up with Him and seated us with Him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus so that in the coming ages He might show the immeasurable riches of His grace and kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God. Not a result of works so that no one may boast. For we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Christ has been raised to new life and He is seeking to raise us to new life. He will give us new life. By grace, we are saved through faith. Paul speaks of the rev- resurrection in 1 Corinthians 15, 3-4. He says, For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, that He was buried That He was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures. You see, we have resurrection hope. For God has had a plan from Genesis to Psalms to the Gospels to Revelation. God has had a plan in place to save His people, to bring His people out of the land of silence, to be our stronghold, to accomplish justice, and to accomplish atonement for our sins through His Son. So today, we have an opportunity to celebrate the risen Savior and the resurrection life that He offers to those who will believe. We had no hope until Christ came. We were lost in a land of silence and death you see we've all believed that lie that this life is all there is we're tempted to believe that lie day in day out even as we face the uncertainty of a virus that has has put the world put the world to its knees we face uncertainty we believe lies about what is most important by all the things that are coming at us left and right right now. And we are brought to fear and to worry. But here on this Easter Sunday, we are reminded that through Christ's resurrection, there is a life that is to come that surpasses anything that we could know right here, right now. The resurrection, it changes the way that we look at our present circumstances. Mark Dever sums it up well. He says, it is the bodily resurrection of Jesus that breaks the idolatrous claim of this life to be all there is. You see, the resurrection is hope for those who believe, but it is also confrontation. It shows us our idols. It shows us that we have put our hope in the land of silence, in the land of death. But Christ has accomplished victory over death The most powerful people in the world could not keep him down. Pilate sealed his stone. They put soldiers at the grave. But nothing could hold our Savior in the tomb for He has accomplished victory over death. If He's accomplished victory over death, that means that there is for sure something more than just this life. He's alive and he is. If Jesus was not bound by death and he isn't, then we have hope that we will live beyond this life, that death will not have victory over us. See, we must acknowledge this truth. We must take note of the same truth that we acknowledged on Friday. This hope, this peace, this joy, it's free and it's sure, but it did not come without a cost. Our freedom. It was purchased by the blood of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Our victory over death was not accomplished by anything in us. It was accomplished by Christ. So we, if we are to have this life, we must trust in Him. As we read in John's Gospel, we must Believe in Him. If we believe in Him, we will have eternal life. But if we don't believe, we're condemned already. You see, we have been promised life if we will trust in Him. We have been given a gift of new life, of resurrection life, but we must come to him in faith and repentance you see this belief this faith it is not mere acknowledgement you see faith is trusting in it is believing in Jesus Christ as the redeemer and savior Jesus Christ as the solution to man's problem because man is sinful God is holy and we must be reconciled. We must be redeemed for we stand condemned. We must believe that He is the Redeemer and the Savior. And here's the thing. Easter Sunday is good news for those who have believed, but it's foolishness to those who do not. But you can't say that you believe that Jesus rose again and gives new life to those who trust in Him if you don't believe that you were dead to begin with. You can't say you believe in the Redeemer if you don't believe that you were in need of being redeemed. You see, belief, it implies repentance. It implies a realization of our position as condemned before a holy God. And it says, I do not want to pursue that rebellion, that sin, any longer. I want to turn to Christ, who is my only hope. who is the only one who can rescue me from the land of silence, of death. You see, belief, it implies repentance. But the good news is that repentance leads to life. Faith in Christ. Faith in the One who rose again. The One who defeated death. The One who took on our sins. That leads to life. Today, we celebrate that resurrection life. We celebrate the work that Christ did to atone for our sins, to defeat death, and to give life for all those who trust in Him. So I hope you're watching today, and I hope today is joyful. I hope today is hopeful. I hope today you're encouraged to realize that this life is not all that there is but that God is going to make all things new. If you haven't yet trusted in Christ, I hope you see with clarity like you've never seen before that you are living in the land of silence, living in the darkness. But God, He will be your stronghold, your refuge if you will trust in Him. I pray that through repentance unto life that you may know the joy of a risen Savior, our sovereign Lord, our King of kings. In Him and in Him alone is our hope found. Will you join me in praying? Father, Lord, You have given us Lord life through Your Son. Lord, we celebrate this Easter Sunday, Lord, with joy, even in strange circumstances, Lord, for we know that these challenges, these trials, Lord, are nothing in comparison to Your power, Your might. Lord, the real challenge that we have, Lord, is our Lord, condemnation because of our sin. And Lord, You have provided rescue from that through Your Son. You have provided, Lord, new life through the resurrection life of Christ. And Lord, we can have hope right now. Hope that gives us strength to, Lord, endure through the present circumstances. Hope that gives us strength to, Lord, pursue Your holiness. To pursue life and life abundant, Lord, even here and now. Lord, Easter is gives us hope it gives us joy it gives us courage it gives us strength lord because of what christ has done for us lord i pray that that would be true of all who are listening here with me lord of all who lord have are celebrating today and those lord who have yet to believe but lord that you are working and convicting their hearts lord i pray you would bring them lord to repentance that they would see their need and see the life and joy Lord, the resurrection life that You, Lord, are offering to them. Lord, I pray, Lord, that we would see Your hand at work. Lord, even on this strangest of Easter's, may we realize, Lord, it's not that strange compared to the first one. Lord, for in the midst of death, in the midst of darkness, Lord, You have brought light and life. Lord, in the midst of our darkness, Lord, you bring life as well for all who trust in you. Lord, we thank you for that truth. Lord, may you be at work, Lord, in your church. May you be at work in the hearts of all who are listening here this morning. And, Lord, may the gospel of Jesus Christ and the hope of resurrection life, Lord, be proclaimed as it's never been before, Lord, this Easter Sunday. Lord, may you be glorified through your church. We pray all this in Christ's name. Amen.